It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. Blaze Trailer, Episode 14. Hello again, Mike Massa here with Blaze Trailer. Glad you're with us. Today we're going to talk to the intercessors, and maybe you don't even see yourself as an intercessor, but I'm convinced that the insight the Lord's wanting to give you today will be a great encouragement to you, whether you are or not. But if you are an intercessor, this word is for you and will be very helpful as a targeting encouragement in your prayer. Father, this is your day. You are the Lord of us. You are our God and our King, and we are not ashamed of you or your words. Thank you for your spirit hovering over each one of us now in Jesus. Thank you so much for joining. I want to share with you An insight the Lord gave to me in prayer a couple of days ago, and I shared it this morning in a prayer group that I'm part of, and we went for an hour off of these simple insights. So I share them with you because uh, if, as I said at the beginning, even if you do not see yourself as an intercessor, I'm convinced that you will be very energized by this understanding this perspective. So I need to tie together a few thoughts before I give you the prayer strategy. The book of Numbers in chapter 10, there is a description of two silver trumpets that were to be beaten out in form. These are not shofars, the horn of a ram that's been uh, sacrificed and repurposed into a, a, a horn. These are Trumpets, metal, silver trumpets that purified silver that has been beaten together to form these trumpets, two of them, and they were sounded for five different reasons listed in Numbers 10. They were sounded to assemble the entire congregation. They were sounded to call the leaders together in a different way. They were sounded when it was time uh, for... Uh, a feast, uh, a a worship uh, kind of situation. They were sounded when a new direction was to be uh, started and take off in another way. And then fifthly, they were sounded for war. And each of the sounds was different for those five purposes. And everybody knew that's a leader's meeting. This means we're getting ready to pack up and move out, uh, whatever. But I believe that a trumpet in the spirit is supposed to be sounded for the intercessors over an assembly. But listen to me. Let me change it up. Here's the second part of our preface to the encouragement today. The second part is this. In Matthew 18, 20, Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of you. And we've always applied that passage to our church services, and that's legitimate. That's not an erroneous application, but that's not technically what the verse is talking about. I do believe the Lord meets with us when we gather, 
Uh, I accept that. But let me give you a more precise insight into that passage. It is where the Lord has gathered together two or three into his name. Now, if you recall some of what we talked about in previous podcasts about the name of the Lord, the word name as it's used in the Old and the New Testament has a deeper meaning than simply a title, than simply a um you know, a, a designation, Most High, Lord of Hosts, uh, El Shaddai, whatever. That 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 is accurate. That is, those are his names of the many in the Word of God, as he's described. But the word name itself is a realm. It is a spiritual geography, if you please. It is a spiritual topography. It's an arena. It's a realm. We live in the realm of the name. The word name means reality. Not It's not fake. It's genuine, authentic. So when you're in the name of the Lord, you are genuinely in who he is and in his character or his essence. So the word name means realm, reality, character, or essence. So listen to the verse again. Wherever two or three have been gathered together into my name, there I am in the midst. Let me give you a couple of examples. Several years ago, there's a a lady who is a a missionary. She's a teacher. She's a, a worship leader. And she and her husband have, they travel to uh, Latin America often, and they serve at a Bible school. And about four or five years ago, I was in a, a city near my hometown, which I'm not normally in. I went into the grocery store. Nancy didn't happen to be with me that day. But as I'm going through the aisles looking for whatever I was looking for, I see this lady friend of ours. And so we stop. And here we are in this grocery store, and we stopped. And she knew about my cancer a few years earlier and how the Lord had healed me. And she was going to talk to me about some physical struggles she was facing. And so there in the aisle, wherever we were in the store, we stopped, and the Lord had gathered us. And she told me later that it was a special encouragement to her and benefit to her what the Lord gave her through me. Well, I was just sharing. I didn't know the Lord was given to her. I just shared from my heart. And But I realized later that the Lord had gathered us into the reality of who he is, into the realm of his character. And in those five or eight minutes that we stood there and prayed, the Lord showed up. The Lord met us there. Then there was an occasion years ago, Nancy and I went with some other dear friends of ours, David and Beth Butterball. We were, it was Christmas time and we went to a big, I don't know, it's a big theme park up in the north part of the city. And we were just walking around looking at all the Christmas stuff, the four of us. And then we met a couple that Nancy and I did not know, but David and Beth did know. And so we stopped, and they introduced the, those two to us. 
And we stood there on this sidewalk among all the Christmas stuff for about 20 minutes. And the three ladies were chatting just a few feet away, and the three guys were chatting together. And I realized afterwards that something that man said that I'd never met before, something he said was a word of wisdom from God to me about some things that I was concerned about. And I recognized after the fact that the Lord had gathered us into the reality of him, into his name, into his wisdom, into his character. And it was a, it was a delightful thing. It was a uh, powerful thing. It was a great encouragement. So I want to put those two things together as an intercessory strategy. You know, there's so much going on in our, in our nation and in the nations of the earth. There's so much happening. There's so much chaos, so much confusion, so much division. And my heart is not so much to try to clarify all the political and social, though I have perceptions about all that. My place to start for us is to overcome evil with good, to, to reckon with the unclean by magnifying the righteous and the real. And so I typically, not every day or all day, but I typically go to my driveway. We have a not a hugely long, but a, a long driveway that I can pray and and listen outside and just call on the Lord. And a few days ago, the Lord brought those two passages together, the trumpet blast that would call leaders or assemble the people, and this gathering of two or three that God does sovereignly, providentially, not just the services we have pre-planned to meet, but that the Lord at times brings two or three together and it's for his purpose. They didn't plan the meeting. The Lord did it. The Lord brought them, gathered them into his name. And there he is in the midst because he's called the meeting. And I believe that we are supposed to wake up to those kinds of occasions and recognize that when that happens, it's not just a coincidence that we saw each other, whether it's uh old relationships you haven't seen, and suddenly you you find them uh, at the hardware store or at whatever, grocery, whatever. You, you On the sidewalk, you meet them, and, you, and I must realize the Lord has ordained that gathering. And that two or three of you together may not seem like very much governing authority, but where two or three agree together, the previous verse says, I will act on what you say. So if you've been gathered together into the name, the Lord is called the meeting, and he is there with you at that moment. He is there with you at that moment, and he has some business that he wants to conduct on, on his behalf, and that's why he gathered you. And suddenly, you have authority because the Lord called the meeting, and he orchestrated it. He arranged it. So here was my intercessory strategy for those of you who intercede at strategic levels. And Father, I thank you for the blood of Jesus upon this recording. I thank you for the power of your spirit that causes deaf and dumb spirits to be deaf and dumb, and that the the sowing of the deaf and dumb that, that hinders us from hearing and that mutes us from expressing, that that 
force of deaf and dumbness would reap a harvest and that the deaf and dumb would be deaf and dumb in multiplied ways. The deaf and dumb forces would not be able to communicate. They would not be able to hear orders from their headquarters that they would be deafened by the blood of Jesus, made mute by the blood of Jesus, and that no hearing, no eavesdropping of this strategy would be taken uh, from us, but that you, O oh God, would grant clarity here and a faith for the intercessors that would be an energizing strength to the intercessors, energizing the intercessors by your living voice, God. Thank you for doing it in Jesus. This is your, your time. And the Father told us, told me, and then we prayed this, this morning, and I wanted to share it with you. He said, I want you to pray that I would work with angels assisting, multiplied multitudes of angels assisting. I believe this. The Lord gave me this word about multiplied, multiplied multitudes of angels unemployed have now been engaged by your prayer. I, When the Lord showed me that a few months ago in a, in a meeting I was in, uh, I sang it for about 20 minutes while the congregation worshiped. Multiplied, multi- multiplied multitudes of angels unemployed are now being engaged by your prayer. Intercessors, listen. The strategy of the Lord includes this. Asking the Lord to arrange tens of thousands of meetings where two and three are gathered, where they, they don't even feel like they've got any clout authority or strength at all, but the Lord gathers them and they suddenly realize Jesus is the one who's ordained this meeting at Home Depot. And we're going to stand here over in the lumber area and we're going to call on Jesus. We're going to hear what he has to say. We're going to agree with him to give us a strategy for our particular part and portion and that God would orchestrate tens of thousands of meetings like this all over our country, strategies where God, you know, uh, we tend to be impressed by massive displays of tens of thousands of army soldiers lined up on parade routes with all their weapons and tanks and all that, and that makes an impact on us. But guerrilla warfare with a small group of Navy SEALs or uh, Delta Force special ops people they can do all kind of damage against evil forces. They can work all kinds of havoc against major efforts, against major uh, actions of huge groups of soldiers. You, you know, you could have you could have five hundred thousand soldiers gathered, but if you blow up their fuel depot, they're stuck. If you cut off their supply lines for food and ammo they're stuck they can't they can't fight they can't maneuver they can't move they can't do anything and it would take a small group to have one explosion in the, in the fuel depot and they're done they 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 they're toast they can't act as a unit at all and it only took three three soldiers to break in behind enemy lines and detonate that explosion in in the fuel depot. Nobody died, but everybody is stuck that was going to oppose them. Small groups, guerrilla warfare, if you please, has is, has, is especially difficult to navigate, 
because they move in such small coordinated teams. And the Spirit of God, I saw this, you all. For those of you who are intercessors and you recognize uh, spiritual realities maybe quicker than most of us do, it struck me at the, the wisdom of God to orchestrate tens of thousands of meetings, not just during a brief season and it quits, but that it become a regular part of the church in our nation, that we would be looking for those holy convenings, that trumpet that comes in the spirit and gathers me and another guy, another person at the store on the sidewalk in a quote, chance meeting that the Lord has orchestrated. And now we realize that the Lord has gathered us into his name, into the reality of who he is. And I was just uh, quickened with the right we have to pray for tens of thousands of angels to orchestrate by the will of God, from the throne of God, these gatherings, these meetings, Secret meetings by by people that the world system would laugh at, would mock at. Ah, you're a nobody. You're just a truck driver. You're just a nurse. You're you're just a waitress at a restaurant. And the Lord has the capacity to bring those two or three together in a divinely ordained strategy session. God gives them a deposit. God gives them something to pray. God gives them something to do. And they do that. What they don't know is that there's 30 other meetings like that that took place that same week, and those people are doing what the Lord said, and in their town, a breakthrough comes because of those, not because they had a huge service with 3,000 people, but because there were 30 meetings with three people each, and they obeyed, and God worked a strategy, and we're thinking, wow, the Lord did this amazing. Yeah, he did, but it wasn't with a big, massive, glitzy, fancy expression. It was 10, 20, 30 meetings in a county and a stronghold of darkness is torn down because those 30 meetings took place over a two-week period. And when the people realized the Lord told us to do this and they did it thinking they were only doing one thing, but it was part of a 30-pronged strategy the Spirit of God had that he kept secret from the public and even from the church except for those people he gathered in a holy assembly into his name. Would you stand with me for that? Would you agree with me for that? Would you uh, agree with this prayer right now? Father, thank you for your mercies. Thank you for energizing intercessors. Would you do this with each one who's listening, that the Lord has the right to and promise that there would be occasions where he would gather you with another or two others and that he would be in your midst. And I pray, oh God, that we would recognize that this, quote, chance meeting is not a chance. It's what you have done, that you have gathered us. And I ask that you would multiply, multiply, oh God, these kinds of gatherings undercover in your spirit, in the blood, under your grace and with your wisdom and let the angels that you employ to do this be invigorated, be strengthened. May the angels carry out the assignments you give with great joy and we're asking, Lord, that you conduct and orchestrate, convene these meetings. Let a trumpet sound today into our nation where you begin to 
release a whole strategy of these tens of thousands of meetings all over our nation where people meet with you and you give them insight, some simple assignment, some simple prayer, some simple understanding to act on. Lord, we ask, we believe together that you open the heavens, release the messengers, conduct the meetings, blow the trumpet, and cause your leadership to be much more conspicuous in your house. Thank you for your authority over us. Thank you for energizing intercessors in Jesus. Amen. We are Blaze Trailers, <laughs> and we are under the leadership of the one who owns everything, knows everything, has all power, and loves you beyond your wildest imagination. Father, be honored over each one in Jesus. Amen.